one of my favorite characters from one of my favorite movies, Andy Dufresne in The Shawshank Redemption said this in a letter that he wrote to his best friend, Red. He says, hope is a good thing, maybe even the best of things. So we welcome you here into this moment, to this break away in worship, where we are reminded that we have each been hardwired for hope, whether you believe it or not. We all know that hope is certainly a good thing and perhaps even the best of things. It's that thing that gets us up in the morning. It's that thing that helps us look forward to something in the future, especially when we are in the midst of hard times and suffering and adversity. And of course, we love to look to Jesus Christ as being the source of our hope. So we welcome you here to this time where we have invited you to the feet of Jesus to sit and to spend a few moments and to look to him as your source of hope and strength. So welcome to this worship. Shaken by 
friends. Welcome into the sanctuary of the Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church. How wonderful for me it is to be out in the pews by our stained glass. I have a little message for you today and it's about hope, a deep abiding hope. And I'm going to take you into the New Testament to 2 Corinthians to just a few verses in chapter 1 verses 3 through 5. And it's actually titled, if you have a Bible that puts it into headings, it's titled The Rescue. And how appropriate is that when we think about the kind of hope that we really need to have that comes from Christ and the world in which we live. So hear these words for you today. All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who is going through those hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am convinced that the hope that comes out of times of trial is the most beautiful hope. That's a quote I just came across by a pastor whose book I'm reading called Unreasonable Hope named Chad Veach. He tells the story of having a daughter who was born with a brain disorder and the journey that he and his wife have gone through. I began to think about his story, and I began to think about all the stories of those I see in these pews, year after year and season after season. When you've, you've been a pastor for a while, for years in the same place, and you look out from the chancel out into pews, you not only see faces, you see stories. And everywhere I look, I see stories. Even during COVID, even when there's no people in the sanctuary, I still see the people I serve. Through their stories, through times of trial, adversity, suffering and pain, and through my own, I've come to discover about that, that hope that is the most beautiful and strong in times of adversity. I love this little passage in 2 Corinthians, an encouragement to the early church, an encouragement we need today, that our suffering and our pain and our adversity is not in vain, that certainly following Jesus, he never said it would be smooth sailing, not to the disciples he first called in the pages of our Gospels, and not to us today. Christians are not immune to hardship. 
in some ways because we follow Jesus, who is most often counterculture, sometimes even following Jesus, and because of following him, it leads us into times of adversity. And yet it also just enlivens and embodies our sense of purpose to love as he loved, to serve as he served. So today I want to offer you hope, especially if you're going through an adversity or a challenge or you're suffering today. Your suffering is not in vain. Your hope, it comes from the one who can comfort you who suffered his own pain on the cross, who knows how you're feeling from the day to day to the hour to the hour to the minute to the minute. Jesus surrounds you. His presence, his words, his experiences. Jesus helps shape you even through this time of adversity. And it's amazing that how we respond to our own times of adversity, when we can get far enough back from it, when we can look back perhaps even weeks or months, maybe even for some adversity and hardship, it will take some years. How amazing is it when someone steps into our life who we see going through something that we experienced and knowing that we can help and give a helping hand through that time that we can be there and walk alongside them. I recently had a phone call from one of our church members who'd experienced an unexpected, a painful loss, a death in her life. And she said to me in a text that she felt like she was actually getting into the Garden of Gethsemane to lay down next to Jesus. Jesus who laid down flat on his face and prayed in earnest to God before the cross and how amazing it is that she could find in her own pain and her own Gethsemane that she could feel the presence of Jesus right there with her you see what happens when we go through something is that that we're then able to come alongside as scripture says to be with someone and it's amazing too that where we first might feel sympathy we then moves us to empathy. And there's a world of difference between those two words. In sympathy, we feel sorry, and it's a natural inclination, right? We feel sorry when people go through health adversity or job loss or times of transition to say, oh my goodness, we feel so sorry for you. There's nothing wrong with that. And yet, how more amazing is it when empathy comes into play? where we actually kind of walk a mile in someone's steps as they're going through something. Perhaps you've been asked to be at a doctor's appointment when a doctor's diagnosis is going to be given, be that second set of ears. Or you've sat along the bedside or been in the room of a loved one or friend who is making their way from this earthly life to God's kingdom. Or perhaps you've been in a situation where you've been with someone through something unexpected, a phone call that came in the midst of an activity that you were doing, and you were there just to be present. You know, when something life-altering happens, and we know that it's only our faith in Jesus that gets us through, 
that Jesus comes to us and stands beside us. Sometimes we fall on our knees and so does he next to us. And then he encourages us when we've come through that to do the same for others. And not just to share the story, but to be in that story that's shared from your own life. To reveal those moments when you were at your best and those moments when perhaps you felt you failed. That vulnerability, that speaks so much to others. You know, Jesus has a purpose for our pain. Life's ups and downs of which he's well acquainted. So perhaps the word today that I offer you is hope. I have a little sticky note that is over my desk and the light has hit it so much, it's no longer yellow. It's a shade of green and it says that biblical hope is the expectation of a favorable future under God's direction. That's the kind of hope that Jesus offers us. That goes against public opinion and reason that when the world says there's no way you're going to get through that or people would never recover from that or how can God be with you in the midst of that? There is Jesus, our hope. There's a little verse in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes a heart sick but hope fulfilled is a longing fulfilled and a tree of life. So we know scripture tells us that with ho without hope, our hearts can actually become sick and that with hope, we can have a longing fulfilled. We can be like a tree that's firmly planted with roots that go down deep that weather all the storms and adversities of life. You know, one person that stands out in the Bible to me that had to have this incredible, audacious, almost unreasonable hope was that of Abraham and his wife, Sarah. Back in younger days, God made a promise to Abraham and Sarah, and he told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. And so imagine when Abraham was young and first starting in his early years of ministry, when this promise came, he was so excited. But then imagine Abraham and Sarah through the years, their 20s and their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, well past childbearing years. I'm sure Abraham was like, hey, God, do you remember the promise, you know, that whole thing about giving me descendants? How could he know that thousands of years later, children in Sunday school would be singing his song about Father Abraham has many sons and many sons have Father Abraham. Before kids were dancing, there was just Abraham in a tent, a hundred years old. Hey God, do you remember the promise all those years ago? Sarah outside the tent listening in and God says it's today Abraham all those years of waiting it's today and we know that Sarah laughs she can't even imagine how could she in her 90s have a child and then the child comes nine months later 
and his name is Isaac, and it means laughter. How like God to do the possible in the midst of the impossible. And how amazing the faith of Abraham, all those decades of his life, being steadfast and true. We know that his faith must have wavered, but it was still there. And so I pray for us today that we would have that, that, that hope of Abraham. You know, Paul said of him thousands of years later, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so came the father of many nations. So too, against all hope, we believe and have hope. We know that this too shall pass. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. And although you may not be looking at your latest adversity as something of beauty, perhaps if you look back far enough, you'll find that there was beauty in the pain, that there was the ability to affect someone's life, to come alongside them in theirs now today to share that moment. I will ask, too, that you consider this as you hope, as you have that longing, as we rest our hope in Jesus. You know, just like the light that comes through the stained glass, the light of Jesus can come through any darkness that we have. And one of the things where Jesus speaks to us so clearly is through other people. So perhaps when we're facing that storm that we're in, when we want to just go hide under a rock, we actually allow people to love us, allow people to pray for us, allow people to be present, allow people just to be, to be available. May you feel the love and the hope that comes in Jesus Christ today, like sun shining through stained glass, always giving light. Jesus is your light and your hope this day. Amen. Let us now turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, source of our hope and our strength, we come to you this day looking to you. We come to you this day giving thanks for you. We come to you this day asking that you continue to point us towards Jesus Christ, the source of our hope. We lift up to you this day, Lord, all of those who are just in the midst of suffering, those who are in the midst of trials and adversity. And we pray with confidence, knowing that you are walking beside them, that you are holding their hand, that you are giving them the comfort that they need to face this day. Holy God, each and every one of us is facing all sorts of adversities, some worse than others. Yet we know that you are in the midst of all of it. And we know that we just simply need to just lift our heads and look to you and hope in you and know that you are the source of our strength and that you will see us through. 
Holy God, your scriptures remind us that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope is the best of things, and we can hope in tomorrow because your son, Jesus Christ, has conquered death and has given us each the ability to look forward to a brand new day, even in the midst of our trials. We thank you, Lord, that you are ever present to us in each moment, whether we recognize it or not. We give you thanks for so much, but we especially give you thanks for your son, Jesus Christ, who is our source of hope, who is the embodiment of love, and who offers us grace beyond our understanding. All of this and so much more, we pray in your son's name. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, may hope be your gift today, a gift that only Jesus can give you. And like the banner above me, may you feel his arms wrap around you, give you comfort in that hope. And recognize, too, that the hope that he offers is not in any way worldly. It's not wishful thinking. It's not looking at the bright side. It's not even the glass being half full. It's far more abiding. It's a hope that gets you up in the morning. It's his call on your life that says, come and follow me and live in my hope. It's hope knowing that whatever a day brings, however dark the night, that something better is coming. And in his presence, with you walking in his footsteps, with him holding your hand, praying with you on your knees or wherever you are, you can rest assured in his presence. And may his presence, like his arms, be yours today. Feel his love. Feel his energy. Feel the Holy Spirit working in and through you. And now be the hope-filled person of Christ that he has called you to be and equipped you to be. May his hope be yours this day and all days. And may every day be a blessing. Amen.